You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 3, Episode 80, as it is just me, James, doing a solo podcast today on this uh very warm sunday evening it's about eight o'clock i am absolutely dead from a wedding this weekend up in vermont which was very very nice uh, congrats to jimmy and julie on getting married but holy shit i am tired uh brought the little one uh with me uh so me and my wife were you know, it was pretty much like the first time where we were both out with like zero baby duties and just an open bar. And um, yeah, I was just guzzling Bud Lights uh, like it was nothing. Had a martini, uh, but the guy just gave me no olive juice and just just a vermouth and and two olives. But that the I like the olive juice flavor, so. It totally ruined it for me, and I basically like chugged a glass of vodka, uh, and yeah, that it didn't sit well with me the rest of the night. But uh, I was just chugging, and then scarfed down some. God, what I, I had chicken fingers. I had uh, I don't even know baked potato. They were like cut baked potato cut in half with like cheese and shit I, I i don't even know what it was but i was just scarfing it down at the end of the night and i am just hurting in every single category today but a podcast must be done and uh i'm gonna rip a solo uh because andy covered for me when i was gone uh and uh andy's uh unfortunately can't make it tonight so it's gonna be me it's probably gonna be quick because i don't know how much energy i have right now uh so you know, but there is some stuff to talk about, you know, a lot, a lot of things happening uh, with the, you know, just around the league and, you know, the New York Rangers, uh, you know, they had an interesting, uh, um, you know, an interesting uh, signing, I believe that was done on Thursday, then we didn't get a chance to talk about it. So, uh, you know, I'm going to touch on that here. And, you know, a bunch of things happen around the leagues to, to teams that are relevant to the Rangers, you know, teams that are going to be competing for playoff spots with the New York Rangers and, um, you know, teams that the Rangers could potentially face in, in the playoffs. So, 
I guess we just, you know, kind of get right into it. Uh, one of the, you know, the uh, signings that the Rangers had uh, was a very interesting one. Kind of came out of left field because I wasn't really expecting it other than, uh, you know, just for the fact that, you know, he he was signed and it just popped up. And I didn't even hear his name on anyone's radar. And it's uh, Ryan Carpenter signs a one-year deal for the New York Rangers. Uh, yeah, he's like a center, 31 years old, signing one-year deal for 750K. Basically, you know, center, right wing, going to be taking the role of essentially Rooney. Uh, and, you know, I don't really know much about him. Uh, you know, obviously playing out west with the Calgary Flames. Uh, there wasn't a ton to, uh, you know, look up, but I'm going to actually look, you know what, Let's, might as well just look them up right now. Uh, I know this is probably something I should have done prior to the podcast, but, you know, this is, uh, yeah, this is how, you know, it's done sometimes. So uh, is he, oh, Florida native, Oviedo, Florida, Oviedo, Florida, I guess that eh? six foot, 200 pounds. I knew that. Um and yeah, he played eight games with the Calgary Flames. Oh, and with the Blackhawks. You know, I knew for some reason. You know, that's that's funny. Uh, yeah, so 59 games played with the Blackhawks last year. Three goals, eight assists, 11 points. Obviously, this is your fourth line guy that's just going to add depth. And, you know, I kind of like it, you know, just from, you know, things that I've read. It was kind of a, a good signing and the New York Rangers needed that, you know, fourth line depth and, you know, it's pretty cool to look at, you know, what the New York Rangers have in store for next season with their bottom six now looking drastically different than last year. And, you know, it just makes me excited because you saw what the Rangers were able to bring game in and game out um, with a solid bottom six, but not a great bottom six. Um, you know, last year, I thought the Rangers, although that those two lines re- worked hard and, you know, they had some opportunities you just never felt like they contributed enough on a consistent basis. They were just good enough to be good. And if it wasn't for the New York Rangers power play and some of our all-star players playing like all-stars, as I say so many times during, you know, the season, uh, if it wasn't for that, you know, then you know, the Rangers really wouldn't have had the success that they they've had. You know, now it's kind of nice to, you know, have a, a, I feel like, you know, a third and a fourth line all set up uh, and, you know, looking like they could have a bigger impact, you know, maybe putting the puck in, in the net more and just alleviate some of the pressure from the power play and from the top two lines, you know, because it's one of those things where, yeah, you know, it's it's the power play is great to rely upon when it's clicking, but, you know, you can go a 10 game span or, you know, just even a seven game series in the playoffs. I mean, you look how humble the Cal, uh, Carolina Hurricanes were against the Rangers, their power play stunk. And, you know, it, it, you can make the argument that maybe if they had that, you know, a little momentum on the power play and were able to score a couple more goals that, you know, they come out in that series. So, you know, it, you know, to say that, you know, the power play isn't important is crazy. Uh, it's, it's huge. And uh, and so is depth because you can't always rely on, you know, just one thing to get you by. Uh, certainly not during the regular season and especially not during the playoffs. So. Um, you know, adding depth guys like Ryan Carpenter, I think is an upgrade from Rooney. So, you know, we'll see, you know, I have no idea. It could turn out to be, uh, he can 
turned out to be awful and kind of play his way out of the New York Rangers lineup after, you know, we only have him for one year, but he could be gone, uh, you know, sort of like a, a Nemeth. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, I would imagine that the New York Rangers don't make any more moves until the trade deadline. Uh, and I, I, you know, I think that says a lot about the New York Rangers. You know, it's you, you feel like after the success you had last year, and although there were key pieces missing, uh, I don't know about everybody else, but I feel pretty confident going into, um, you know, next year and, and, and just having, you know, the younger guys, quote unquote, the younger guys play bigger roles, uh, having guys, you know, step up for the first time and play, you know, possibly, you know, bigger minutes like a crafts off and, and see what he's all about. And, you know, you never know if Will Cooley will make the lineup, you know, if a couple injuries go down, you never know, Offman might be needed. And, you know, I know some people are, you know, ready to maybe go after a bigger fish and, and kind of got rid of Offman. I saw, you know, a trade to get a uh, chicker in here uh, that included like a crafts off, uh, crafts off, uh, Offman and Nils. But it's like, I don't know. I feel like he's not really needed anymore. You know, I want to see what we have in Jones. I want to see what we have in a, a Jones Schneider pairing as that bottom, you know, too. You know, Schneider, I think, stepped in. Yeah, he had some painful games where, you know, he didn't get a lot a lot of minutes and, and was a little overwhelmed at times. But, you know, here we are going into next season. And I don't think there's any doubt that that kid deserves, uh, you know, to play every single night. So, you know, it's just, you know, it's very interesting to see how the New York Rangers are really going to balance, still maintain that balance of how often do you rely on the youth? Uh, how many minutes do you give them? And, you know, or are we going to, you know, trade away a couple of those prospects to maybe bring in some more veteran depth as we uh, hopefully are in the playoffs again, you know, and nothing's obviously guaranteed. And especially with this team, um, yeah, nothing's, uh, nothing's guaranteed. So um, again, I'm going to do some bod- bad podcasting. Um, we're going to see what their lineup looks like. I had their lineup, I, pre- I think pretty down pat, but I, I, I kind of want to see, um, you know, how, how they have it. Uh, listed um, you know obviously you got Zabenajad, Kreider and Lafreniere you got that as your top line you have um, you're gonna do uh, Panarin, Trocek and Kako as your second line and then you got I guess you're gonna go with Phil Petal centering uh, Blay and um, I wonder how they'll put it. Maybe, maybe Barclay Goudreau, and then you have Carpenter centering either Hunt, the Goat, Reeves. Uh, I know I'm missing someone big. I don't know who. Uh, no, I think that's right. I think I have it right. I did. I just think it's a better bottom six. I really do, especially adding, you know, Carpenter as he's centering. You can bump up uh, Gaudreau to the third line and have him play wing with, uh, you know, Heedle and Blay. I think that you know be an energy line. And you know, you saw how good Gaudreau was down the line. I thought, you know, he earned his contract, especially you know how well he played in the playoffs. And then unfortunately he got hurt. And then when he came back, you just saw the impact that he immediately had back in this lineup. So that's going to be huge. Um, 
you know, it'd be great not to have to play, you know, Ryan Reeves every goddamn night. And so he's a little bit more fresher for the playoffs and, and, you know, hopefully at a little bit more grit and maybe uh, the goat can be a little bit more physical and, and get some big games in. And maybe he's part of a, a trade uh, down the line as a, as an asset, uh, you know, and Dryden hunt energy guy, uh, obviously didn't get a much playing time in the uh, playoffs. And I, I think he only played the one game that Kako got knocked out of the last game. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of season he has just a good energy line, uh, you know, energy guy. I thought he had a, a solid season last year. He's only 26 years old. Uh, you know, he's a kid that's going to be able to play 82 games or hopefully he's got the legs to jump in and out of the lineup uh, on any given night. And then Ryan Carpenter, I think is uh, kind of going to be, you know, a little bit more of a veteran presence, you know, it's got some, you know, decent amount of time here in the NHL as, uh, you know, you know, he played what back in 2015, 16 with the sharks, you know, uh, Vegas golden Knights. So he was a gallant guy uh, for a couple seasons. So he probably knows the system pretty well. And, you know, and then he went to Chicago for three, four years, three years, and I finished up with the flames uh, at the deadline uh, only played eight games though with them. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how the New York Rangers are. I think they just, you know, they got a lot better, I think on the bottom six, just from, you know, adding a guy like Trocheck and, and then, uh, you know, having, you know, hopefully Filipino can continue the success that he had in the playoffs and continue it, uh, down the line. And then, you know, you have, uh, you know, it, you know, guys like, uh, you know, Sammy Blay who missed most of last season, energy guy, ton of energy, Really loved what he brought to the lineup. I thought he was electric. I thought New York fans, uh, you know, the ones that didn't fall in love with him right away, were all eventually going to fall in love with him because he was that type of player. And uh, it's a shame that he didn't get back in time. Excuse me. A little acid reflux. Had a little uh, eggplant parm for dinner uh, with some mint chocolate chip ice cream with peanut butter cups in it. So, yeah, one of those days. So, um, yeah, and then, uh, you know, obviously – Looking at the lineup on the back end, Fox, Lindgren, uh, Miller, Truba, and then Schneider. And I'd expect Jones to be in that last spot. Again, it'll be very interesting to see how that pair does and how they match up against NHL talent on, you know, night in and night out. And then, uh, yeah, it, it, it uh, you know, kind of brings kind of brings this team together, right? You know, you finally, there's no excuse. It's just whether or not, you know, the New York Rangers can put it together. It's whether or not the system that they had last year and, you know, being able to, you know, have a successful power play and, and really put themselves in a position where they could, you know, keep, you know, their weight on the, on the gas pedal, but also know that, you know, if they came off of it a little bit to kind of regroup that they weren't going to be pressured out of a, uh, you know, a playoff spot. So, uh, yeah, and that's, uh, you know, that's pretty much what really what I got with the New York Rangers right now. Um, I, I know I'm curious to see how Andy likes the signing of Carpenter and, you know, what his thoughts are on Kako. Obviously Kako hasn't been signed yet, um, but he qualified. So we'll see, you know, what that contract kind of looks like. Uh, and, uh, you know, you know, I, I don't expect the Rangers to make any big moves, but you never know. And, you know, I, maybe if, if Drury feels like there's an opportunity out there that he needs to strike right now, that he'll do it. But other than that, I think the Rangers are, are ready for next year. They should be gearing up. 
Uh, definitely watch a couple of the prospects, prospects like I mentioned, Cooley and Othman especially. Uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how those guys end up and uh, how they do, you know, during these camps. And, and uh, you know, I would imagine that they're, uh, you know, going to have the spotlight shined on them all through uh, preseason. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you could fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right, just make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, and you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, make your first deposit, and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Uh, One of the biggest moves, kind of, I guess, came today uh was a move i don't know how to describe it uh i think for most people it was just a meh trade but petrie uh was traded and i was petrie i don't know why but every time i've ever seen that guy's name and seen him play i always think of the land before time the little like pterodactyl petrie and uh so i don't i don't know i kind of have this I don't know why it pops up. I guess, I guess obviously the name, but um, yeah, I'm that much of a child. But anyway, Jeff Petrie uh, was traded uh, to the Pittsburgh Penguins, you know, from the Montreal Canadiens, you know, as a 34 year old defenseman, uh, kind of a steady Eddie guy, ton of NHL experience. You know, it's one of those signings where it shouldn't really matter that much, but I feel like he's almost like going to be a perfect Pittsburgh Penguin, just a guy that can be steady, uh, play defense, chew up some minutes, and just be really good for them. And it's really annoying because the Penguins are obviously one of those teams that still think they're, you know, in it, and and they are. Uh, you know, obviously toss up Game Seven last year. Uh, you know they're. For starting goaltender and their backup goaltender both go down and Louis De- King Louie steps in, although he didn't play bad, but you know, I think most Pittsburgh Penguins fans feel that, you know, if they had the Smith playing that entire series that they would have, you know, pulled out winners, who knows, you know, you just never know. And, you know, the fact that they had the rest on their side too, certainly doesn't help or don't help the Ranger Rangers causes. It doesn't help, but it helps their cause for sure. But um, yeah, uh, again, Petrie, just the perfect signing. Makes me sick that the Pittsburgh Penguins have him um, because they desperately needed him. They need a little bit more depth and guys that they can rely upon. And he's, I, I in my eyes, he's certainly one of those guys. So, um, you know, we'll see. Um, yeah, in terms of, you know, the free agents remaining, this is also another reason why I think the New York Rangers is done. If you look at the... The free agents remaining, nothing crazy, nothing sexy. Uh, this is the big ones, obviously. But yeah, Patrice Bergeron, I think he's going to stay put with the Boston Bruins. I'd be very surprised if he left at this point. Uh, I feel like you know the Bruins would have 
um, made an announcement or he would have signed somewhere else if, uh, you know, if he wasn't going to resign with the, excuse me, with the Boston Bruins. Uh, Nazim Kadri, Colorado Avalanche, obviously one of those guys that's just polarizing, uh, you know, had a great playoffs. I think the narrative's still around him, and I kind of get it is that he's unreliable. He got hurt, he got suspended. You know, whether or not that's his fault or not, it doesn't matter. If you're not going to play every single game, why why invest so much money into uh, certain players? And it's weird because I think Kadri is like a perfect Colorado Avalanche where he is such a big part of their success, but it's 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 one of those things where it's like, are the Avalanche successful because Kadri's good or is Kadri good because the Avalanche are like they have so many options? You know, it's like, you know, which one is it? Uh, personally, I think it's a little mixture of both. Uh, you know, I always loved Kadri as a player. I thought he was energetic. I thought, you know, I liked the fact that he was a little bit polarizing and, and gutsy and, and just, you know, had a, you know, personality, um, especially in Toronto. And they couldn't get the job done. And, you know, here he is in Colorado a few seasons later. And, uh, yeah, it, it just... You know, it's, I don't know. It's just one, he's one of those players where I'm very curious to see how he does next year, whether or not he wins and has a hangover, or I should say, whether or not he has a hangover uh, after winning the Stanley Cup and having the, you know, a really good playoff. You know, yeah, he was a huge part of Colorado's success, but Colorado also has a ton of firepower. And, you know, obviously any team defending the Colorado Avalanche. Kadri is certainly not in my eyes. He's not even top three on that team to where, where you got to look. Um, so yeah, uh, if, if I'm him, I try to get on Colorado. I don't really know where he's going to go. I, part of me thinks he's just going to chase where he can get the most money, but you know, if I'm him, I'd want to win again. You know, I, I would still want to be relevant in this hockey league and not just be like, well, I want to Stanley cup. I did really well. Excuse me. It's a big one. And uh, yeah, and and kind of move on and maybe die out somewhere where he's just irrelevant, no matter how successful he is. So we'll see. I think his personality is too big to go to a smaller market. Phil the Thrill Kessel, you know, obviously he's certainly playing the back nine here, but he is an interesting guy. Um, I would imagine he stays with Arizona and they trade him at the deadline. He's going to be 35, I think, because he's a year older than me. Or he might be my... No, he's a year older. He's an 87, I think. And he's going to be 35 years old playing in the NHL. And uh, I just imagine that he will either want another maybe another chance at a Stanley Cup or if he doesn't maybe he's just perfectly signed perfectly happy signing low-key in Arizona and kind of help them you know just play some NHL games as excuse me as irrelevant as that you know, franchise may be at times you know so we'll see um PK Subban's another one you know I, I know I know he was a devil and I know you know, he's obviously not the P.K. Subban of old. He, you know, is obviously a little bit older now. He's also playing the back nine. But, you know, I thought he was, you know, pretty solid on the power play. And, you know, uh, yeah, you know, I, 
he was a leader on that team and he stuck up for guys and he wasn't afraid to mix it up and get dirty. And obviously we all know uh, his reputation around the league of throwing dirty hits. But, you know, I, I, I think, I think there's a spot for him on some NHL team. Obviously I don't know where, I don't know if he wants to be a part of something, uh, you know, a Stanley cup run. I would imagine he would, but I don't know where he would fit in that mix. And uh, he's certainly not going to be able to command as much money as he once did. So if he's willing to take a huge cut, I think it's a very serviceable six defenseman that maybe a team would take a chance on, especially, you know, if, uh, you know, if his price is really low and someone's struggling with defensive depth, I mean, he's a guy that can be there. So I, I don't know. Um, and then another, another player that kind of shocked me, he's 32 years old. Braden Holpe, a goalie, in a world where you can't have enough goaltending, it's funny that this guy's kind of just fallen off because he was really good with the Capitals. Um, you know, it just it's amazing how quickly they're like running backs almost, where they have a few years in them, and then, Jesus, it's just you get an injury, and, you know, all of a sudden you're out for two months, and you just never return, and you just never back to who you once were, and you – kind of bounce around the league I, I don't know it's just very very bizarre and uh um you know i'm curious where he ends up um because someone is going to be bound to pick him up uh given how important goalie depth is and all the struggles of goaltending that teams have around the league so um yeah i guess uh let's see do i have anything else i mean it's kind of sad that like free agency has come and gone because it's such a fun week with all everything um everything that goes on uh marino uh obviously from the penguins got traded to the devils uh for ty smith which you know i don't know how i feel about ty smith and the pittsburgh penguins uh you know he kind of struggled with the devils a little bit he certainly wasn't uh uh, didn't live up to expectations. It, it'll be interesting to see how he does with the Pittsburgh Penguins and a different organization, an organization where, you know, maybe he can learn a thing or two with some of the veteran presence that he has, kind of like Petrie. So we'll see. Uh, oh, what is this? Oh, 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 oh. Hurricanes acquire a patch. I didn't even hear about this. Was I that drunk at the wedding? Jesus, Carolina Hurricanes acquire forward Max Pacioretty. Defenseman Dylan Coughlin from the Vegas Golden Knights in exchange for future considerations. Wow, how about that? Max Pacioretty to Carolina. All right, let's go. Tough contract to have. Uh, yeah, we'll see what uh, Max can do. He's my age. I think I played him in prep school. Uh, I think he's a steroid guy, but you didn't hear that from me. Um, and uh, yeah, in Carolina, I got Brent Burns. I don't even know if we spoke about that, but... You know, Brent Burns is definitely obviously on the back nine playing his last uh, last few holes. We'll see how he does. I'm sure he'll have a resurgence here in Carolina as they're, uh, you know, bringing all these uh, guys in. They're all going to be playing, you know, some of the best seasons that they've ever had in the NHL. But, all right, I'm going to be checking out right now because I am just absolutely exhausted. Thank you for sticking with me and listening to this whole podcast and you know when andy and i when we put out the podcast for thursday we'll be together be discussing new york rangers hockey and you know maybe we'll do a little reflection on 
the season past and certainly talk a little bit about prospect camp and, you know, definitely want to talk about, uh, you know, maybe some of the Rangers draft picks that they've had uh, and see uh, where we are. So, all right, everyone, enjoy your Monday. I know it sucks, uh, but you got to grind through it. And, uh, you know, without Monday feeling so shitty, Friday wouldn't feel so good. So, uh, everyone, enjoy your week, and we will talk to you on Thursday. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.